Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 58. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor, the privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart about His Word here. And and today we're going to be looking into the prodigal son. And that's what J.B. Phillips is working on today. Um, I found a, a, a song called The Prodigal Son, so we're going to let that do right now. But before we do that, we're going to talk about The Prodigal Son, then we're going to do our praying time uh, request, and then we're going to uh, close out. So let's uh, get into the song.
amen, amen, and amen. Isn't it nice to have a Father God that when we screw up, that he comes and let us come back home, no matter how long it takes or how long it goes on. In fact, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, or today, whatever you're going to be listening to the podcast here. And I'm going to quickly read J.P. Phillips for this day, devotion day about this. It says, Welcome home. I can imagine the progress on making his painful way home, rehearsing again and again his speech of, of apology, and all the time imagining his furious, furious, furious father. But what really happened? While he was yet a great way off, his father ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. If ever a man had provoked the wrath and indignation of a father, it was surely the prodigal son. Yet the picture of reception by the father is given to us by Christ himself. It is authentic. God's attitude of love cannot change. So that's what J.P. Phillips gives a take on this thought. And he, he portrays the scripture in a way that we all see them. But I'm going to read the verse to you and then give you my thoughts on what God has given me here today too. So if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to go to the book go to the book of Luke the book of Luke the third book of Luke chapter number 15 and we're going to look at verses 11 through 32 11 through 32 the parables and the headlines on my device here says the parable of the lost son father we ask you as we go through this word lord we ask you to be with us as we share this word and let it go the way you want it to be said and going and help us follow and live it we ask you in jesus name amen and he said a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father Give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. And he divided unto his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riot, riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would faint and fill with his belly. With the husk and the swine did eat. No man gave unto him. And when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger 
and I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy higher servants. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was still great off, the father saw him. And he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy sons. But as the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And being hither, the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. And he was lost, and now he is found, and they began to be merry. Alright, we're going to stop there, 25, verse 25, because it covers it all. Now basically, what is this story telling us? It tells of a man who had two sons. And... Apparently, this one son, the youngest, wanted to get his share of the inheritance of his father. And he had the guts and the boldness to go to his father, Give me what is mine when you are dead. He's lucky that father didn't take his hand and knock him halfway across the room. Because <laughs> technically, at this time, what was his was the father's not his and a lot of people got to realize that a lot of people when their parents get up in age start seeing how much money they have and they start counting the money for themselves but what people don't realize that's their money and I had a, I'm not going to tell you what's going on, but I had a little, one that had a little tiff with someone about six months ago because I found out this person was only willing to give so much money to a person that, that were only was given and it was this person's money. And that person was in right mind. This person that would only give this person so much money was the power attorney, but she, this person was in her right mind. And in my opinion, if that person wanted the money that person used to get, that money should be there. Because it was her money. Can I get an amen? Amen. But, it didn't go that way, and that's okay, and we're getting a little bit off the track. But God is leading you there. I just wanted to make the point out that this is their money. This was this guy's money. And what nerve to have them come, someone come up and say, give me my half after you dead. How we know that money wasn't going to be there when he died? The, the father could have went through it all. But the father decided to give him his share and a few days later he left 
He spent the money foolishly. And then a famine hit. He had nothing to survive on. And it sounds like this kid probably was a rich kid. Because his father had money. And when he had to go work in the fields and didn't have money for food, right away, he decided to eat the stuff the swine ate. you imagine that? Eating the stuff the swine ate. The corn husks and, and, and all the other stuff that they probably put into this for fillers. He had to eat. All because of his young, impatient attitude. But he had a revelation because this caused him to grow up quicker, quickly. He started realizing, here I am eating the corn husk and eating from the swine's uh, sty that they stay in. And he's thinking about his father's servants, how they probably, they're having bread and they have extra. I need to go back to my father, ask him to forgive me, but not be his son anymore, but be his employee, at least so I can eat. So this kid realized the need to go back to his father. Not as a son, but as now an employee. But he need to go back. In other words, sometimes you gotta let the rug get pulled under you, put your face flat mats in the mud, and hit reality. And sometimes some parents do take you that far, let you go and hit reality. Some people some people start it and stop you right away. I remember a scene on the Cosby show and this scene was with Theo it was the very first episode of the show, the pilot this scene with Theo he didn't want to do school anymore and this and that and he wanted to be a real person and he said okay there's the Monopoly game. He took out so much money. Asked him how much money he think he could live on. He said two thousand a week, month. So, Bill Cosby went through the whole thing with his son, and then there was money left. He says, "I can survive." He says, "Are you planning on having a date, a woman?" He said, "Yeah." He goes, "This is real people, no money." In other words. You got to think of your future. All right? Well, this kid here in the Bible, smack dab now in the mud of a swine's thigh, eating the food of that swine. So he's hungry. You imagine eating the food of that swine? But he imagined, he said, I got to go back and make things right and, and, and not be his son anymore, but at least go back and make things right. Let me tell you something, saints. He decided to go back. He went back and he probably was rehearsing like J.B. Phillips said. And you can just imagine how you feel when if you did this to your parents. How you feel uncomfortable. One, you're your own man here for a while, but now you got to go back to a father and be his employee at the mind, his mindset and have rules again. 
Two, you got to work for what you have. And three, father might say no because he's mad at you and you're scared of him. But he did this all the way home and he probably rehearsed what he's going to say. But he didn't... <coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are acting up. He didn't even get it out because the father saw him a long far off. And when he saw him, he ran to his son, hugged and kissed him, told the servants to put a ring on his finger. His son has come home. Give him the, go kill the biggest calf. We're going to give him a party. The son, the father did not bring him back as a servant. The father brought him back as a son. Now, does that mean when his father dies that he's going to get an inheritance again? Possibly not. We don't really know, right? He could, he could, uh, set some money aside and, and you know some parents are even smart like this he might not give his son the whole inheritance he might only gave a portion of it and put the others aside hoping his son would come back we don't know this alright we we do know there's another son and he's not too happy his brother's back and getting this stuff because it seems like he's getting rewarded but the father was What's the word I'm looking for? The father was happy to see his son home and safe. And like I said, we don't know. The father may not gave him the whole inheritance. He might just had enough set back for him to survive when his when he actually when the father hits on. Would that mean the brother gets more inheritance? Yes, and that's the way it should be, right? But because he went through it. But we don't know. But I do know this. God is the prodigal father too. And if we don't know him, no matter if you're a man or a woman, child or not, or young adult or teen, you are a prodigal son and daughter to God if you don't know him as your savior and him as your savior. And when Adam and Eve ate of that fruit, it brought us into a prodigal state with God. But Jesus made a way for you to come back to the Father. And the Father is looking down that road every day. No matter if you're a woman, a boy, a girl, a teenager, a college student, an 80-year-old son, Whatever you are, he's waiting at that road for you to come down that road to come back to him through his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins. And let me tell you something, saints. He's there waiting for you even now. And God would meet you with a hug and a kiss because the Savior, because when God said, who's that coming down there? And Jesus, our advocate, next to the Father, sitting on the right-hand throne of God, saying, that is sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so. He know him. 
I saved him. He asked me to come into my heart, his heart. I went into his heart. I bring him in the right relationship. I died for his sins. And God is happy. And all that happened is happy because someone came in back to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So let me tell you something, saints. Maybe you're backslidden today. Maybe you're a sinner. And you're saying, I can't go to God because I'm too much of a sinner. I can't go to God because I backslidden. I'm prodigal son. He's not going to accept me back. Yes, he is. You need to come back to the Father. You need to come back to the Father. And in fact, right now, we're going to take time to have that prayer right now. And we're going to pray both. We're going to pray both. Excuse me if that my phone was left on. I didn't get it on my break. We're going to pray this prayer and do both. And I want each person to say both. But we're going to do a prayer of rededication and a prayer of renewal. And a prayer of coming back to God. So they say this prayer with me. If you want to come and know Jesus as your Savior again or for the first time. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Come into my heart and life. Be my Lord and Savior. I commit my life to you. I'm going to live for you. I make you my Savior. I accept you now as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, welcome back to the, to the throne of uh, the, to the, have, uh, God's arms. Welcome back to the family of God. If you said that prayer for the first time, welcome to the family of God. You won't go wrong and you won't miss. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go into a Bible since we're done with the Bible study and I hope the Bible study was good and beneficial I want you to, to share this Bible study with somebody to bring them into the kingdom of God this is a good podcast to, if you're going to witness and try to get people to listen episode 58 here is a good podcast to share because it actually talks about the prodigal son how we can come back to Christ or come to Christ and so share it. You'll be glad you did. And you'll be doing your part on helping this podcast reach the lost and dying world and bringing people to Christ. Well, the producer's telling me it's time to go into the next segment, and it's our prayer request segment. And he's amazed I'm listening to him because normally... If I'm not done, I still keep talking and we go over the time. But uh, I'm listening today because, you know, the lift, the spirit, the, the anointing's lifted. And now he's telling me to wrap it up and <laughs> move on. But uh, the anointing's lifted and I said what God wanted me to say about the Bible study. And we'll come back to it. Yes, I'm going into the next segment. We're going to read off the prayer request segment. And uh, if you have a pen and pen handy, grab it. Pen and paper, grab it and write these prayer requests down. Um, 
there is some, some more stuff we gotta add if you have this stuff right down go over it with you right now and add up what needs to be add but we're going to pray for James Weaver today which is my father and he um, got a aneurysm on his aorta of his heart and we're going to pray that God either takes that away and don't let it grow because pray for my mom's sickness yet I mean um, not sickness uh, back uh, arthritis we got to pray for my cousin Margaret for her hip I mean not her hip her leg and her for her siblings to all to get along again and for our friend Lloyd and his cancer and for my brother from another mother Sean and two unspokens and his mom's hip recovery and then for our my brother-in-law my wife's brother her brother Paul and us as we were trying to close the estate and try to get past what is the hurts have been done by him and then Paul my, not the same Paul but my, my friend Paul in Georgia we need to pray for his back and his kid not to get sick like she's been getting sick and that she don't get coronavirus um, for my grandma so she uh, for her eyes her ears and her hip and that she don't get coronavirus because my aunt was around somebody that possibly had coronavirus so she's quarantining and she's trying to stay away from my grandma we gotta pray for that aunt to keep her away from coronavirus now all my cousin Sharon and and all of the, her family you can take off because the coronavirus is not in the in that part of the family no more they all been healed and praise God and they survived it and hallelujah and the little baby that we were praying for that didn't get it didn't get it so praise the Lord hallelujah 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 but we got to pray for my aunt Denise and my uncle Joe now they're self quarantining now so we um, pray that they don't get it because they babysit their little grandson, little granddaughter. And the mother got, there's a nurse and she got COVID. And then they're hoping the little girl didn't get it because she was around mama. And that's why my aunt, my uncle self-quarantining. So we're hoping that don't come up. So that's what we're praying for. And my friend Paul in Georgia, I believe he's probably over the coronavirus by now too. And so... And my cousin Lori came home from the hospital now. So it was um, carbon dioxide and her tooth. So we actually thank God that that all worked out. And for her that she's okay. But she's still dealing with the after effects. Still got to take antibiotics. But she'll be okay. So let's pray for these needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you Lord for this day. You are the great physician. You are the great architect. We just ask you to go into our bodies right now. I ask you to be with my dad. Go to that aneurysm, Lord, and fix whatever is causing that aneurysm. Let it go away and don't let it grow. I ask you to be with my dad, my mom, Lord, which is Laura Lee. I ask you to be with these back problems that she's having with this arthritis. We just ask you to help them find a way to help her with the pain. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my cousin Margaret and her and her leg, Lord, and, and then the situation going on with her siblings, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you, well, one sibling, we just ask you to let it work out. 
And Lord, we just ask you to be with Lloyd, Lord, and his cancer. We ask you to continue to touch and heal him. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Sean. He's a brother from another mother, Lord, but he's got two unspokens, and he wants his mother us to pray for his mother's hip, um, hip replacement. She's still having some problems. And I ask you to be with me and my wife and my brother-in-law as we close the estates and let her brother realize that he's hurting Ruth and maybe be a big brother and not a person that he has been. And help us realize that he's under tremendous pressure too, Lord. And that's probably maybe why he's acting the way he is. But there's other things that we think too, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Paul in Georgia. I just ask you to continue to touch his back and heal Help him with getting over the coronavirus. I believe he's over it, but help him keep, keep getting over it. Keep his kids safe from the coronavirus and help her stop getting sick so she can go to school. And Lord, I ask you to be with my grandma. I ask you to touch her ears, touch her eyes, and touch her hip, Lord. She's 94 years old. Me and my mom's been praying that you've been leading us to pray that these things would come and give her a little bit of happiness before it's her time to go. And Lord, I ask you to be with my Aunt Denise as she's self-quarantining now. Don't let her get the coronavirus and don't let her give it to anybody. And be with my Uncle, my, my Uncle Joe too in the same situation. And be with my cousin Lori as she's recovering at home and everything go the way you want it. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And on that note... How can I close this podcast? Just by reminding you. You don't have to be a prodigal son or daughter. You can come back to God. He's waiting for you. Just like the father. In the prodigal son story. He's waiting for you. And. I'm going to end with one of our. Benediction prayers here. And it says. Therefore my brother. Be steepest immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Again, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be stephus, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord your labor of your labor is not in vain. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. And that's why I pronounce prediction over you today over this and read it and look it up and start reading it over your family this is what I want you to start doing and your day of your life and on that note I thank you for joining us here for God's Internet Church Podcast Episode 58 on the subject of Welcome Home that's what we're talking about and we were talking about and share this podcast with other people. If it's been a blessing to you, share it. And really share it. Because we need to help a lost and dying world. Am I, am I trying to get my ratings up? No. Am I trying to get my, my listeners up? No. All I'm trying to do is save, get as many as people I can. And help and then bring them to a lost to a God that's willing to help them and help them after they come to God. That's what this podcast is all about. 
On that note, I want you to love one another, help one another, share one another's burdens like Christ has did this for you. On that note, I like to say God bless you. See you next time, next week, on Tuesday for God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 59. God bless you. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, your host. Mind you, join us this Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. in United States time um, for God's Internet Church Podcast. It's pre-taped at 7, but it's usually earlier in the day, but it's usually shared on at 8 o'clock onto Facebook and YouTube. If you go to YouTube, Facebook's been giving some problems, but if you go to YouTube and look up God's Internet Church Podcast, pastored by Pastor Ron Weaver, you'll find the, the channel. So that's and so join us Sunday. And on that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast, episode fifty nine. Have a blessed day.